you are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Wednesday, September 16th, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use a promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get $10 off your next order. And today's episode is a historic episode because by the time you listen to this on Wednesday morning, there might be Big Ten football to discuss, but it's even more historic because it is the first Wade Wednesday in the history of the Locked On Big Ten podcast. I am joined each and every Wednesday by my good friend, Andrew Wade, the host of Locked On Hawkeyes. Andrew, a historic day. Doubly fold. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm hoping when we wake up and people are listening to this podcast, there actually is Big Ten football, but I will not believe it until that announcement comes, like you said, with that Big Ten letterhead on it saying, we are back, we are playing football. There are tons of sources out there saying there's going to be football um, with even the plans in place, but you just never know with the Big Ten. And there seems like there's a lot of jockeying. Um, and it seems like the, in general, the, the Big Ten is not on the same page across the board, which is a little bit frustrating. I mean, it's what we've been experiencing for the last month. But come on, y'all, like you got to make a decision at some point. Right. It's either you know what or get off the pot. As Andrew and I are recording this at 9.17 p.m. Eastern Time, 8.17 p.m. Central, 7.17 p.m. Mountain Time, where Andrew is, and 6.17 p.m. Pacific Time. That's all the four time zones in the United States of America. So we have everything covered, Andrew. The Big Ten has not released an official announcement. We haven't even had any sources confirm on a national level from some of the voices that we trust the most, most likely, depending on who you are listening to this podcast, if you still have faith in the athletics, Nicole Auerbach, but no Stuart Mandel, no Bruce Feldman, nobody of the sort has confirmed that we will have Big Ten football for the 2020 fall sports season. But there have been a lot of reports on Tuesday that the Big Ten vote is final. It is done. Now we just wait for the release. And of course, Andrew Wade, it was hot mic Tuesday because Nebraska President Ted Carter was caught on a hot mic before a press conference of some sort in the state of Nebraska saying, we are announcing the Big Ten is coming back later today. What did you make of the hot mic for the Huskers? I mean, first off, dude, what a bonehead move. Like, you have to realize you're literally right Put your next Iowa to bias away for one second if we get Big Ten football back. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking I'm – going, I'm going to the nice part, but, like, first of all, what a bonehead move. Second yeah. of all, wow, what an awesome thing by Nebraska. The first good thing I've actually appreciated from Nebraska since they've joined the Big Ten is the fact that – Hot Mike Tuesday happened, and we actually got and the like the, probably the closest thing to a confirmation Big Ten football is returning from a guy who was a part of that vote himself. So that was awesome to hear. Uh, I think that's the one thing giving me confidence. You see people with blue check marks. You see people with boats in their name trying to say what's <laughs> happening uh, with the Big Ten, and it's tough to actually feel confident anything they're saying because this has literally been changing every single day and every single week for the last four weeks. Um, I'm finally starting to get confidence back. And then Nebraska goes ahead and does that. And that just makes me so happy. Like I said, Nebraska doesn't do a lot right in my mind, but that was pretty awesome. Even if it was ultimately pretty dumb and boneheaded. Yes. Ted Carter did kind of walk back the hot mic pickup and said that I think that was taken out of context. I was explaining something more about how the big 10 is thinking about bringing back this process. It's like Ted, but, we heard you loud and verbiage. clear over the hot mic. Like you literally said, the Big Ten, we are announcing that it is coming back today. You can't 
go back on a hot mic, Ted. You got to know that. If you fired Bo Pelini for the hot mic back a few years ago, you got to know what the hot mic means for Nebraska in Big Ten football. Yeah, man, I don't know how you go back on the, those words. Those are pretty clear and direct that Big Ten football is back. I'm just curious. I don't know what they're waiting for at this point. And right. also you get Rebecca Blank, who seems to be um, the most pessimistic person in the Big Ten at this point, the one person who seemingly – she's either intentionally leaking her sources or her sources are terrible. Um, I haven't really been paying attention to how her words are getting out there, but she seems the most pessimistic person in the Big Ten, basically saying nothing's decided. Who actually knows? We're trying to figure out what the medical plan is. So um, – um, it's interesting to see those contrasting opinions, but that also just speaks volumes to what has been happening within the Big Ten for the last month. Everyone is not on the same page, and it's kind of frustrating from a fan perspective to be covering that. Yeah, I mean, what you're referencing right there is Wisconsin's Chancellor Rebecca Blank. On a teleconference on Monday, she said that the Big Ten would go about this as a united front. And then on Tuesday, she said nothing has really been decided yet. And she also alluded to the whole idea that spurned a lot of vitriol in the first place was that they don't really vote. They go about things in a consensus way. I thought we had gotten rid of that. I thought with the two sworn filed affidavits, we knew there was a vote. So at times it is very confusing to pay attention to it because you have reports saying there's a vote. It's final. We're just waiting for the official announcement. And then you have one of the people on that voting committee, committee, Wisconsin's chancellor saying we haven't really decided anything yet. Where does it end? My mind continues to spin. I still will not believe we have a Big Ten football season until we see the official letterhead and a tweet graphic out of just the Big Ten logo. Then I will know. I will click on that bit.ly link, and I will know, reading that press release, there is Big Ten football to be played in October. Yeah, man. Well, it better come soon because they're kind of getting up on that timeline. I feel like, and we're, you know, I feel like we're going to talk about this, but they don't have that much time if they want mm-hmm. to actually get in a season the way you should want to get in a season. The only reason why you want to get in, in a season now is so you can be eligible to play in the college football playoff. But if you're not able to finish your season before the college football playoff, what the hell is the point? I mean, there's right. like some positive t- positivity to the fact that you can then have your seniors be ready for the draft. They have a little bit more time. I definitely agree with that. But like from Ohio State standpoint. What does it matter at that point? They want to play in a national championship game. And if we can't get a season in the next month, that's not going to be possible, which means they need to make a decision within the next 48 hours. Otherwise, we're under a month until the start of that season, and it's just not going to work that way. So let's talk about that timeline for when we might see an official announcement, either which way at this point, because there's been enough rumors. There's been enough positive momentum that seems that the medical community has cleared the Big Ten to play or at least has given them enough of a positive turnaround from what they heard a month ago that there needs to be some kind of declaration, whether it be, no, we're sticking to our guns and we will not have Big Ten football or that we will. What do you think the delay now in getting that official announcement is caused by? Because in my mind, I think it's because the news cycle is spinning and the Big Ten wants to be united before they come out and say anything whatsoever. It's, it's funny you put it that way because I agree, but as they try to appear to be united, it actually is just creating more controversy and <laughs> confusion and actually making it seem like there's even more chaos than maybe they wanted to. So um, the longer they wait, honestly, the worse the Big Ten looks. And it's just continuing to perpetuate that stereotype that Kevin Warren is doing an absolute terrible job of being mm-hmm. the, you know, the commission of the Big Ten. Big Ten doing a terrible job of getting out in front of these things. The best way to start or stop these things is to get out in front of it. And they're just letting things go around and around and around. And not all press is good press. And right now, the Big Ten needs some darn good press. And we started having it this morning, and then it started going backwards again. Right. Um, and I, I, I can't believe who, whoever is controlling the PR for the Big Ten should be fired. Oh, I mean, they are just doing an atrocious job of handling this. And again, if you can't trust 
the chancellors and the presidents, whoever's in those meetings, there's also a problem with that too. Like you should be able to trust the people within the organization that are making these decisions to actually hold on to those decisions until you make an official announcement as a group. But that to me just means that there's even more chaos within and there's not, there's not a consensus and there's not an agreement and people aren't happy with the decision. I think the point you made about how fast the news cycle continues to spin is so spot on and almost hilarious in a way that we got this started with a hot mic picking up Nebraska's president, Ted Carter, and the excitement that built from there around 3 p.m. Eastern time in the middle of the afternoon that, oh my God, it's happening. We are getting Big Ten football back for the season has about two hours later spun into more hate toward the conference itself because we have no decision. And you're right. If you still have no transparency, if you still seem like there's shady deals going on behind the back door and you have no idea what is being voted on or when it will come about, it still seems like there's something missing. There's a schism in there that at this point might be irreversible because you'll have some schools that want to play. We know who those are. Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa really leading the charge. We also know that there's some schools that might not be so keen on it, like Rutgers in Maryland and maybe Northwestern, maybe Illinois. If you were Rutgers, would you want to play? I mean, no. you're going to get your butt kicked anyways. What's the <laughs> point of lining up to go 0-8 now? Like, there's no point. They were going to go 0-12. What's the point of lining up to go 0-8? No shot to my Rutgers fans out there because I do love Greg Schiano and Piscataway and all the things that the Scarlet Knights football program will be. But what's the point at this point to rev everything up again for a three-week training camp to then probably get beat down by the conference opponents you will play? Yeah, I think if I Rutgers, though, I actually – I don't hate on Rutgers a ton because it's just it's honestly too easy. It has been right. too easy the last couple of years. I think they're in the right the right uh, step. They're taking the right steps. Like Greg Shano being there is huge. Um, he did awesome things with Rutgers. But if you have the opportunity to skip a season where you're almost undoubtedly just going to get smoked yeah. and build on Greg Shano for a year, get another recruiting class in, like that actually is a very smart move by Rutgers to try to not play until next year. You're not going to have that many fans in the stands anyways. So might as well just hold off. You're not losing that much money from it. So as much as the other program. So I just find that very interesting. Right. I mean, it's been just absolutely insane. And as we try to keep up with how all of this is going, I know one thing that fuels me, Andrew Wade is built bar. So I have a very simple question for you. Not only does it keep your energy, but how delicious, just how delicious is built bar in your mind? I mean, they're pretty darn delicious, man. When I'm working out, I used to eat a sneaker, or eat a Snickers every single day because that was kind of mm-hmm. like my go-to fuel. Um, you know, eat a Snickers, get angry, and all that stuff. But man, I go to Built Bar now because it's a lot healthier and it's just as delicious. And I freaking love their flavors, man. As Andrew Wade said, the new and improved Built Bar is even deliciouser than it was before. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, 12 of the original that you have come to know and love. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, which makes them a tasty treat. But like Andrew mentioned as well, they are low in calorie, they are low in sugar, but good where you need it, high in protein and high in fiber. They are great for the keto diet as well. So when you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use the promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 10 dollars off your next order use promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com be like andrew and i get your nutrients from built bar and get ten dollars off at builtbar.com march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment number two on the day that will be known, not only potentially when the Big Ten returned to football, but Wade Wednesday. What a truly historic, magnificent Wade Wednesday would be if the first time we co-hosted the Locked On Big Ten show together, Big Ten football came back. I feel like we would be the deliverance of Big Ten football returning to our lives. Yeah, man, we're not we're not sure yet, but we're pretty close. If we're at that point, I just I can't, man. But Wade Wednesdays would be awesome if we have Big Ten football back on today. I will be very, very freaking happy, man. By this point next week, we could be talking about actual games and previewing the season. We'll see if we get there. We still need the official word. And shout out to my guy, Sir Yacht, because if he is vindicated, listen, if he is vindicated, I hope he never forgets one of the first podcasts to ever have him appear. And that was right here on the Locked On Big Ten show. I am not claiming that his reporting that has led us to this point has been spot on because it hasn't. And I think he would admit that. But there will be a sense of vindication that he feels if the Big Ten does return to play. Was everything he said factual? No. Did it go out on a limit times? Absolutely. But if Sir Yacht leads us back to the promised land, then I guess he kind of, in a 180 spin, got back to where he needed to be. I don't know. And I, I appreciate your enthusiasm for Sir Yacht and dying on that sword, man. Good for yeah. you. Listen, <laughs> I brought him guy. on. We kind of ride or die, dare I say, float or sink together. So that is how I feel <laughs> about Sir Yacht. We'll wait and see, though. We'll wait and see because we are still waiting for official word. Maybe by the time you're listening to this on Andrew Wade Wednesday morning, we know from the Big Ten presidents. Don't forget, they released the conference-only schedule at like 7.45 a.m. Eastern time which was just absolutely ridiculous to do for a conference that plays mostly in the central time zone. Regardless, we are going to talk about now, Andrew Wade, if the Big Ten does indeed say we are playing football this fall, what does that timeline look like? We have seen the date of October 17th floated to be that likely start day so they can play an eight-game conference-only schedule in a nine-week time frame to play the Big Ten championship on December 19th that then the college football playoff would vote for their final four December 20th, the following day. How realistic of a time frame is that in your mind? I mean, I think it's pretty realistic if they make this decision now. I mean, you have Wisconsin who's not currently practicing. You have a couple other right. schools who are not currently practicing. Iowa's at 12 hours a week. Um, these schools do need a little bit more ramp-up time. You need that whole month to get ready. I mean, a lot of these schools, I will say this, we've seen the first couple of weeks of college football, and it's been a little sloppy. Um, yeah. That is exactly what it's going to look like for the Big Ten, especially because they haven't had this gearing up to be able to practice. However, I'll take sloppy Big Ten football over no Big Ten football. And anyone who watches Big Ten football – probably realizes it's kind of sloppy anyways a lot of running a lot of punting a lot of field position looks like you know really boring nfl game especially if you're watching iowa versus wisconsin um so i mean that's i mean i'm I'm okay with it i just want big 10 football but i think it's enough time man you got four weeks um that's enough time to you know get your offense installed get your defense you know installed and get to go and when i say installed i mean just get it get under wraps and at least be ready to run the offense and defense and the one thing I will say is not a lot, there's not a lot of buffer room. Um, mm-hmm. So with nine weeks, you only have one possible week to play a postponed game. And we're seeing games be postponed right now. Arkansas right. State, and I think is Central Arkansas, is postponed yeah. this upcoming weekend because they don't have enough players at certain key positions. Uh, we saw Texas State line offensive linemen up at their tight end position. Uh, mm-hmm. That isn't just going to hit those guys that could hit the big 10 that could hit these teams. So that is the one concern I have is that there's not a lot of buffer. So what does that mean for the schedule? I think 
rivalries will probably be huge. You probably want to get your rivalry games in as soon as possible. So maybe have a front loaded schedule of some of the good teams, making sure that you're not being impacted um, negatively by, you know, a Michigan and Ohio state not playing. Right. That's why we vibe so well, because what you just said right there was going to lead to my next question to you, which is my main concern, because outside of the sloppy play on the field, when it comes to tackling, when it comes to some blocking assignments, one of the hiccups we've seen with this strange college football season has been the delays and the postponements of games. We had the Big 12 get back into play this past weekend to get the Power 5 season underway. They had three postponements out of their 10 games. They need time to reschedule that. If you are playing eight games in nine weeks, the math is pretty simple there. There's not a whole lot of room for error when you are making this schedule. And when the Big Ten released its first conference-only schedule, the whole idea was flexibility. The built-in bye weeks, the Jenga 41 of mismatching opponents, that they have a common idle week so they can play against each other if it needs to be delayed. That would seem to go out the window if we are on the October 17th timeline. Yeah, I mean, the Big Ten caused that on themselves. I mean, that's, yeah. that's entirely on, on them. But like I said, I think – Playing six games in the Big Ten is better than playing no games in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. I think from a national um, perspective, it's better to have games and not have games. I think for these student athletes, um, getting six games in or even five games in this year, if they're going to go into the NFL draft this upcoming season, is better than having to play spring football. So no matter what, at least you're getting some tape out there. That I mean, from a student athlete perspective, that's better than not uh, from an state perspective a Penn State perspective uh, Michigan I mean Wisconsin Minnesota there's probably like six seven teams that probably have a realistic shot given you know certain cards being played right of going to a you know college ball playoff those teams still have a shot to do that if they can at least play six games so there might you know they might have to move two games or postpone two games but if they can go six and oh um, at least they can be part of that conversation and again this isn't just you know relevant to the Big Ten we might see the SEC lose a couple of games. We might see the Big 12 lose a couple of games. So there's a lot of opportunity here where um, as long as they get their games in, at least they're putting themselves in a position to possibly get into the college ball playoff as opposed to not playing at all. You're basically just eliminating yourself. You can't, can't miss a shot you don't take. Right. Let's not forget the SEC doesn't start until another week from now, September 26th, which would put them, if the Big Ten does come back October 17th, only three weeks ahead of the Big Ten conference. But my next question to you is something you touched on there. If the Big Ten has to delay two, maybe three games, and they can only get in six of the regular season games before the Big Ten championship, how do you think that's evaluated by the college football playoff committee in terms of how it relates to the rest of the nation? I mean, I would I do not envy anyone on that committee this year because it is going to be a mess. You might have an 8-0 BYU. You might have an undefeated Army. Uh be a lot of teams that are going to want to be fake national champions this year and, and pull right. a UCF. So I do not envy their job. But one of the reasons why, or one of the things I do like about the college ball playoff committee is that they truly look at the team and say, is this team on paper a good team or not? So if you have an 8-0 BYU and have a 6-0 Ohio State, they will look at that and say, Ohio State would smoke BYU. Right. So let's have Ohio State in the game. A Penn State will smoke a BYU. So I think this actually benefits Ohio or the benefits. I keep talking about Ohio State. That's the easy one to go to. But like right. I said, there's probably six teams in the Big Ten that have a, a somewhat decent chance or have like any inkling of hope. Um, it benefits the Big Ten over a lot of these independents. As long as they get five to six games in, uh, you can look at them on paper and say this team is going to be good. The issue becomes if the SEC plays a full schedule. Um, We've seen this before where a one loss, a two loss SEC team will sometimes jump over a undefeated Ohio State, one loss Ohio State or Michigan team. So that thing will that'll definitely be interesting going forward. 
And if you're keeping track at home, this would not be a college football podcast in the year 2020 without a BYU reference. So there we go. You got your Cougs in there. I absolutely love it. Now, I don't expect you to have an answer to this question, but if the Big Ten were now to have to release a new eight-game conference-only schedule, would it be very similar to the 10 games that we saw back when it was released before September or before August, rather? Or would it be something now completely different? Do you think they just chop off two games or is it now reworked in a various way? Well, I mean, I don't know how you could rework. I mean, if they're smart, the way they did it when they released that original schedule was trying to match up the you know certain teams. So they're playing the same couple teams at the same time. Um, right. With the only one week of buffer, there's not really that possibility. Uh, my guess is they would probably do like a four-week on, a one-week off, a four-week on program. Um, mm-hmm. But who, who knows? I mean, that may be why they're delaying everything. They want to be able to release an actual schedule. As far as the actual games being go, you know, play, played, I think they play six of their games in their division and they get two crossovers. I basically, out of the 10 games they have, they just chop off two of the crossover games and go for it. But it'll be interesting to see how they – I can't even, like, imagine how you would build that out with one-week buffer and eight games out of nine to make it right. that you're kind of, you know, not playing too many games in a row against certain teams. I mean, they hyped up the idea of Django 41 from the Big Ten League office when that conference-only schedule was released in August. They're going to have their work cut out for them once again. We still have our work cut out for us here on the Locked On Big Ten Show. One final segment on Wade Wednesday, a possible historic Wade Wednesday. That's coming up next. You thought you were done with us? No. This is about a 26-minute <laughs> podcast. You have about five more minutes of Andrew Wade and Ben Stevens here on Wade Wednesday, the new Wade Wednesdays on Locked On Big Ten. But there's also Wade and Ward Wednesdays on Locked On College Football. So when you're done here, make sure to plug it over to the new national show, getting you caught up on all things in the national landscape. I'm sure the Big Ten will be discussed between Josh Ward and Andrew Wade for this upcoming Wade and Ward Wednesday. But again, it's Wade Wednesday here on the Locked On Big Ten show. So Andrew, let's finish up with I think an overall discussion, because I think a lot of fans are still feeling some heartache from how the Big Ten has handled this decision, initially postponing the fall sports season on August 11th. But even more so than that, even more so than that ultimate decision at the time, the absolute terrible job that they did in handling the public relations storm that followed that. Do you think if the Big Ten announces officially they are bringing back a college football season for 2020, fans will be able to forgive and forget. I don't think I really care about forgiving and forgetting the Big Ten. As long as we're playing football, I'm good. Like, as long as the players are safe and we can play football, I am good. Um, I will never trust the Big Ten. Uh, I think the way they handle this is absolutely terrible. I think there needs to be a serious review of Kevin Warren and what he's done and his job. There needs to be a review of how the chancellors and, and you know, presidents have handled their responsibilities here. Um, but as long as there's college football – or there's Big Ten, excuse me, I don't think fans of the Big Ten teams are going to care about the Big Ten right now. That's a problem for another day. Uh, For now, it's kind of like we've been suffering for a month of not having football. We're watching these other schools get ready. Um, I think people will just be happy to have Big Ten football. Yeah, I think they'll be excited as well. I think, like like you said, it'd kind of be putting it to the back of your mind there the anger and the furor that you had at the Big Ten and specifically Kevin Warren. And again, let's remind the folks, Kevin Warren does not make the ultimate decision. He doesn't even have a vote that the president and chancellors do to post possibly postpone a season. However, he is the figurehead that has needed to communicate this to the fans and be that person that stands for the president and chancellors who have elected him. And he has not done that. There has been no t- real 
communication channels from the Big Ten League office. And that is why I think a lot of fans have directed their anger at Kevin Warren. But I think one thing needs to be said as well. The presidents and chancellors who have gone out here and speak on behalf of their schools and speak on behalf of their football programs, there has even been division within individual schools and how they relate from an athletic director and head coach perspective all the way up to the president. This has shown in a year that has shown a lot of things and has brought a lot of things to the forefront that college athletics and the way things are handled within universities are not exactly a well-oiled machine at times. 100% agree. And this is going to sound a little bit outrageous, but the more I'm thinking about it, I mean, in theory, it could happen. Do you think schools might try to leave the Big Ten? I'm thinking about like, I mean, not, not trying to be like, they, you know, for example, Nebraska, Ohio State, I mean, they wouldn't probably leave the, probably leave the Big Ten, but like, if you're that upset about how the Big Ten has handled something, you could go to a conference where it handles it better. I mean, I'm sure right. the Big 12 would welcome back Nebraska in a heartbeat. Any conference would welcome Ohio State. Again, not saying these schools were leaving, not saying they should. Um, Are you, know, you advocating Nebraska for could... us to be a Big 12 now? We lose 14 members and now we're just down to 12 again? No. If we could, if we could cut Maryland and Rutgers, why not, man? Um, but <laughs> – I don't. I never agreed with that decision in the first place. Nebraska, I 100% agreed with. I think once Nebraska football gets back, I'm being way too nice in Nebraska today. But once Nebraska yeah, football are. gets even remotely close to their glory days, it'll be a lot of fun in the Big Ten West. But I just wonder if this will alienate some of the schools even. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't know if teams will leave or even look to leave because at the end of the day, the Big Ten is still – Outside of the SEC, the second biggest brand in all of college yeah. football, in my mind, and the TV revenue money certainly backs up that assumption that they are able to give their schools a revenue they would not see in the Big 12. If Nebraska were to leave the Big 10 for the Big 12, even another Power 5 conference, the money they would be getting from TV rights would not be the same. And that would be really the same for Ohio State. And then you work into some things because they do have contracts with these conferences, how that would play in conference alignment. I don't know exactly that. I know you're not asking or advocating for them to just yep. start, but I think the better point there is the idea of what you said. Does this alienate people? Are they going to be a little bit skeptical of when they have to deal with the league office moving forward? And I think it has to. And I think the reason we are seeing a delay right now in the official word coming out or the official vote coming out is because I'm sure the Big Ten is doing some damage control and they're making some assurances or some promises on what all the reports have said. They have to, because if not, they're just having another blunder. But there's been a lot of Big Ten blunders lately. Yeah, I mean, the irony of that is as they're potentially trying to do damage control, yeah. there's just like this really big chasm just being created, like even more damage happening as they try to do damage control. Like, I, it's like there's a hole in the boat and instead of just like plugging the hole, they're like, how can we fix this boat to make sure it runs really well? But the boat is going down. If the boat goes all the way down, you're screwed, man. <laughs> By the way, that boat reference was not to our good friend, Sir Yacht. Just oh, that had nothing record. to do. That honestly <laughs> was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I've been hard on, on Sir Boat, but uh, – I am not – that was not a, a Sir Yacht reference. I love all the other college football reporters that have tweeted about Sir Yacht but have said his name in a certain way, like Sir Shipwreck or whatever. And I'm just like, listen, the kid is working his way into your brains, whether you like it or not. We're not going to finish it on Sir Yacht. off. How? No, like, it just, like, makes me upset that, like, I'll, like, I, I think about it too. I mean, like, dude, yeah. the guy has done a great job. Like, you got to right. you gotta kudos to that guy because he's gained, like, 15,000 followers. I right. mean, Skip Bayless has been made famous because he does crap like that. So, I mean, right. good for Sir Yacht. Sir Yacht, who knows what his future holds. Who knows what the Big Ten's future holds either. But as you listen to the first rendition of Wade Wednesday here on the Locked On Big Ten podcast, I hope it is followed quickly with an official announcement from the Big Ten Conference 
one way or the other, at least let us know. But hopefully that means we have Big Ten football back in a healthy and safe manner. And the protocols that were put in place back at the end of July get a chance to play themselves out. And we will see exactly what happens in the future. And maybe next Wade Wednesday, we're breaking down a Maryland-Northwestern matchup in week one, October 17th of the 2020 college football season. I mean, nothing would be better than that. Nothing would be better. I don't usually get excited about Maryland versus Northwestern, but you give me some Big Ten football back, and I'll talk all day about it, man. All freaking day. Again, Andrew (laughs) Wade, the host of Locked On Hawkeyes, the host of the Wade and Ward Wednesdays on the Locked On College Football Podcast. Give him a look wherever he is giving you content, because when he's doing it, he's doing it a great way. And I know you got a great interview coming up on Locked On Hawkeyes. Dude, I am I'm absolutely pumped. I don't want to release those details yet. I'm recording it tomorrow, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. But it is a former NFL player playing for used to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I also have two recruits in the Iowa class of 2021 on the show tomorrow. So definitely check out the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast if you are a Hawkeye fan. We got to make sure we get some of those technical difficulties filed out with your new computer. But we'll get those ready for the big time interviews. I'm glad to have you here today on Wade Wednesday on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Coming up tomorrow, the first ever Thursday co-host edition with Isaiah Hole of Locked On Wolverines. So until we talk tomorrow. Have a splendid Wednesday.